For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. What is up? This is Podcast Rebellion. Once again, I'm your host, Zach Berry. Joining me for this week's game preview edition, Jared from College of Magnolia. Jared, good to speak to you again, bud. How are you? How's it going, man? Good to be back. Yeah, it, 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 we had you on last year, and I don't know if it's the NCAA cloud hanging over um, how bad Ole Miss is right now, uh, but <laughs> it feels like it was forever ago. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that, but um, yeah, it, but, it does. Uh, but I yeah, know last um, year. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off there. Oh no, I was just going to say I don't. I don't really know. I was just thinking of that. I was like, man, we had him on last year, but it feels like it was two years ago we had you on. But but we're back. Yeah, now. it does. It does feel like a long time ago because I know last year I was, you know, no offense, I was kind of worried about Ole Miss last year on the road. You know, uh, they were a good team. He freezes a good coach. I think I predicted Auburn to win, but about like a touchdown or maybe 10 points or so. And then it's just been a complete uh, turn for Ole Miss since uh, last year. Because even in the losses last year, it was like Ole Miss was competitive, except for I think they got ran out by Georgia, right? Or was it, or did they run out Georgia out? I can't remember. I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was like the one highlight from last year was how they just boat right. race Georgia. Yeah, um, that's right. They ran Georgia out of the stadium. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, they got destroyed by State in the year, and then that was just kind of the downward spiral. Um, the NCAA fallout, Hugh Freeze resigning, quote-unquote, and then here we are. So um, we are in, I guess this is, what, week three? Six. Six, right? Six. Yeah, yeah. yeah, week six. Um, so week six, um, Ole Miss two and two, Auburn four and one. Uh, coming off a big-time, big-time shellacking of Mississippi State. Uh, I think that surprised a lot of people. Um, I was a little bit surprised. I, I thought that you guys would, would end up handling State, but I think, uh, I mean, did did you guys think that y'all would handle them in such dominating fashion like you did? To tell you the truth, I, uh, I my score prediction was 31-13. to 13. I thought it'd be close in the first half, and Auburn would maybe uh, get a turnover and, or something late, and then maybe score on a big play, explosive play, because Auburn has the most better defense. But I was thinking like 31-13, and Auburn just eventually wore down Mississippi State's defense by way of keeping Mississippi State's offense off the field. But most people I talked to were the same way. There were a few people who predicted a blowout, but. I think most Auburn fans are thinking, hey, two touchdown win and we'll take it. But I, I did not expect a, just a shellacking. No, I didn't expect that at all. So, I mean, I think we're, you know, a little bit of a crossroads here in the SEC. I mean, I think early in the year, um, myself and maybe you, a lot of people thought Mississippi State was for real. Uh, they looked good early. 
um, and then back-to-back losses to Georgia and then you guys. Um, and then also Auburn. I mean, I think early on there was some struggles here and there. Um, started out slow against Georgia Southern, ended up winning that by a blowout. But then you lose on the road in a tight game to Clemson, and it was just like everybody all of a sudden just completely wrote you guys off. Oh, well, Jared Stidham's not what we thought he'd be. The struggles continue. Now you're sitting at four and one. I mean, how how's your gauge of this team been, and and where do you think they can go from here? Because I think they're really hitting their stride. Um, perfect timing for for Ole Miss fans. They're hitting their stride right before Ole Miss comes to town. But how far do you think this team can go? Well, you know, everybody just lost their mind after Clemson. When you give up 11 sacks and we have like 112 yards of offense or something. But you have an offensive genius as a head coach. You got a new offensive coordinator. Everybody just Stidham did look awful. But it's, I mean, eventually a quarterback's going to look awful when he's just getting hit on every play. So I was, I you know, I I did I pumped the brakes. Everybody was ready to jump off. And then against Mercer, Auburn only scores 24 points, but they have like 650 yards of offense. I mean, five turnovers. I think three of them are inside the 10 yard line. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you got to look at that. They have come a long way. If you look back at, uh, if you look back at Gus on teams, they historically start slow, especially on offense. I mean, the Cam Newton team, they played some cupcakes early, but they started slow. They only scored 17 points on the road at State. Um, the Nick Marshall team, early on on offense, they got boat raced at LSU and didn't lose again. So, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. So, I mean, you just got to look at Gus and last year they started slow, and then Sean White came on, Cameron Petway came on, they got rolling, and then both of them got hurt, and they went back to struggling again. So, sometimes Gus just needs the time, especially to fill out his quarterback, fill out his offensive line, his running backs, to see what he has going from that perspective. So, you mentioned the struggles with Stidham early on. I mean, naturally, it's tough sledding against a Clemson defense. I mean, I think that they're probably yeah. a top five defense in the country right now. They're, uh, Brent Venables has really got them going once again. They haven't really missed a beat since last year. Other than that, I mean, Stidham has looked pretty pretty good. I mean, the Auburn game, yeah, that was bad, but or the Clemson game, excuse me, but Clemson's going to do that to a lot of people. Um, other than that, I mean, he's over over a thousand yards now. Um, QB rating is up. Completion percentage is getting up. Um, looking much more comfortable in the offense. Um, so with that, I mean, last year and I guess pretty much recent years, outside of Nick Marshall's game, I think for the most part Auburn has really just attacked Ole Miss on the ground with their running game and just methodically wearing their defense down. Do you think that they're going to approach it the same way this week? Because, I mean, Ole Miss has shown no signs of being able to stop the run. Do you think it'll be a lot of Cameron Petway and on Johnson, or do you think that Gus will let Jarrett spin it a little bit? Well, if Gus has his way, and, you know, Mississippi State actually has the one highlight of their team, their defensive line is very good. So, but they, they against Georgia, and then against Auburn, they just got beat downfield over and over. I think Auburn had five or six plays over 40 yards, so I think five of them were in the air. But, uh, you know, Stidham, they're going to try to run it. They're going to try to throw a D with Stidham, but Gus first wants to run the ball. So if Gus can run the ball down people's throats, he's going to do it. Even though it is Chip Lindsey's offense, Gus still has a hand. and he's That's what he wants to do first. He'll run the ball 40 times and not even think twice about it, 40 to 50 times, really. He, that's what he wants to do first. So if Ole Miss lets him do that, 
Gus will undoubtedly do that first. But if Ole Miss shows any kind of resistance to the run, uh, he'll, he's still going to throw it. But uh, the play-action pass will probably be big because I imagine that Auburn will have success running the ball. So I imagine to see a couple or a few deep throws. So, Carryon Johnson's back. Um, he's having a ridiculous season. Already has nine touchdowns. Um, really being able to give you that light, that thunder and lightning with him and Petway, kind of shades of Ronnie Brown and, and Cadillac Williams. Um, how do you think that that'll just be the one-two punch this weekend? Um, I think 11 a.m. kicks uh, a run game is is a nice weapon to have because, I mean, regardless of how good you are, how bad you are, 11 a.m. kicks are 11 a.m. kicks. Uh, yeah. I think that – I think Gus is going to rely on him, on those two guys to really get them through this game, uh, just early kick. Everybody's going to be kind of kind of sleepy, I think, that he's just going to try to methodically just wear all this down. Um, how is Petway's durability? I know he took a, took a breather because he pretty much – almost carried the ball every single time and while carry-on was out. Um, do you think they'll both be full speed this week? Yeah, I hope so. I think carry-on, I don't think he was – he didn't He didn't have the full explosion that you normally see from him last week, even though he was still good. I think he's working his way back to 100%, but that's just being a running back in the SEC. Uh, Petway, I still think he's a little banged up. He only got, I think, five carries last week. Uh he fumbled one of them, and he just didn't. He, I think Gus at all at all costs is trying to keep was trying to keep Petway healthy. So I'm hoping this week they do do like what you said and they come out and they just establish a run back and forth to carry on and Petway. And if Auburn can do that, then that opens up everything else. But I do expect that. I, I expect the first quarter, first half to try to be run run the ball and run the ball. And uh, as long as Ole Miss isn't you know stuffing Auburn for minimal gains, and I think you're just going to see that for the whole first half and maybe even the whole game if Ole Miss doesn't have any resistance. Because I know Alabama did basically that last week. but uh, And then they Alabama had a few play-action passes. But, you know, Ole Miss's defense hasn't shown much resistance to anyone all year. So I think Gus is going to try to run the ball first and open up the play-action pass. So flipping over to the defense, um, it's it's pretty crazy with with how good Alabama is, and Ole Miss fans know that uh, pretty well after last week uh, losing by nine touchdowns. Um, but a lot of people I've heard say that they think this Auburn defense could be better than Bama's defense. Uh, Kevin Steele, first year at Auburn, uh, coming off of uh, one year at LSU, and then before that at Alabama as a uh, linebackers coach and just a player personnel guy. Looks like he has them clicking on all cylinders. Um, they are just absolutely just destroying people. Um, made Nick Fitzgerald look pretty bad last week. Um, it's no secret that Ole Miss has struggled to really protect Shea Patterson other than the first two games. Um Auburn right now is ninth in, in the nation in total defense, barely giving up not even four yards of play. Um, I would expect them to really come after Shea Patterson and attack him. Do you think they're going to blitz a lot and try to confuse him with different looks, or do you think they're going to sit back and try to dare him to beat them? Well, you know, Kevin Steele, he's a – well, I'll touch on the, the Alabama-Auburn defense debate. I, that, I, I mean – 
you know, it's, it's almost like a crime to say my defense is better than Alabama's defense. But not that Auburn is better, but I would say they're probably equals. I know one thing that just watching the teams play and uh, going back and watching, I say film, you know, watching recorded games, but, you know, you watch Alabama's corners play the ball and you watch Auburn's corners play the ball, and that's what Auburn's corners do much better. And Kevin Steele's corners have always done that. They play the ball much better. And Saban's corners have always got a knock for they don't play the ball so well. They're great in coverage and they stay with the receiver, but sometimes they don't play the ball. And bigger receivers, back shoulder throws, Clinton tore them up with Mike Williams in the championship game. <clears throat> Sorry. Well, uh, can um, you can beat Alabama that way. But anyway, to touch on what Auburn may do this weekend, uh, Jeff Holland off the edge, you know, the loss of Carl Lawson, everybody was thinking, you know, how are they going to replace Carl Lawson? Well, Jeff Holland, number four, has really come on for Auburn and uh, been a, a really good player off the edge. So I think, you know, Kevin Steele, he's a man-to-man defense guy. He's going to uh, play some cover two. Uh, man and just more of a Tampa two with with man underneath and bring he he doesn't he doesn't really bring six or seven guys he's usually going to be a five man blitz or he'll drop eight rush three drop eight but Auburn's defense has gotten pressure doing all of that this year but when Holland comes off the edge and they bring another linebacker through the A gap that's when Auburn's had their best luck getting to the quarterback they got to Brian a couple times. And they got to Fitzgerald a couple times. So, but uh, Shea Patterson's going to have to uh, avoid the rush and step up in the pocket because Auburn will be coming after him. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't taken much. Uh, I, I mean, I think uh, Cal and, and Alabama were both getting two, two Shea with four, sometimes three. Um, so, uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough uh, for Ole Miss to be able to really do anything to slow that pass rush down. Um, especially because the offense has just really been struggling. Um, you know, guys like like Trey Williams, um, they're going to be really just breathing down his neck, I feel like, the whole game. Um, I mean, talking about, I, I guess, looking down the road this season, um, you know, you're going to have the Georgia game down the road. It's going to be a big one. Um, and then, obviously, the Iron Bowl at the end of the year. I mean, Regardless of how this week goes, I mean, I think it's going to be a W for you guys. I mean, how good do you think this Auburn team can be with, with Stidham really uh, starting to click on all cylinders on in the offense and then the defense has just been tremendous? I mean, outside of that Clemson loss, I mean, they could be uh, setting up a crash course in the Iron Bowl to, to win the West. Is that how you guys are, are feeling, or are you guys still, still a little uneasy? Well, I mean, I think that's the way most Auburn fans are feeling just because well, Auburn's come on, and you know you want to see keep seeing Stidham get better. He's been he was he had only five balls hit the ground against Mercer. He had only uh, I think it was maybe five again against Missouri, and he only had three or four incompletions against uh, Mississippi State. So you want to keep, see that keep you want to see Stidham keep getting better. The defense is going to keep Auburn in every game, but you look forward to the schedule, and you got a lot of road games. But I mean, you're just looking and off the cuff, you're thinking. Those are wins. You're winning until you get to the Georgia game, unless you just lay an egg, right? So, and even if you lose to Georgia, that's one SEC loss. You play Alabama, then it's going to be a 2013 situation. Winner of that goes to Atlanta. And I think that's the way most Auburn fans feel, just because the way the SEC is setting up. LSU's not as good as we thought. 
Arkansas is not as good as we thought they were going to be. Really, nobody is. Really, the SEC is three teams right now, Alabama, Auburn, and Georgia. So, uh, And they play each other at the end of the year. So, I mean, it'll have to work itself out. But if Auburn keeps doing what they're doing, they can uh, – their defense is good enough to stop most of these offenses they're going to play. And these other defenses, Stidham will probably pick them apart. I mean, A&M, Arkansas, they're like Swiss cheese. I mean, LSU, LSU got – Giving what two hundred something yards to rush in Detroit, so I don't see Auburn losing again. But it's SEC; you got to play on the road, so you got to go out there and do your job till you get to Georgia, and then you get Georgia and Alabama at home. So we'll see how that works out. So you, you mentioned LSU there uh, losing last week to Troy, obviously a lot of a lot of hot seats going on right now in the conference. Um, you definitely have at order on. You've got Butch Jones at Tennessee. I think you definitely have Brett Bielema at Arkansas. Um, and then, obviously, Ole Miss is going to be looking for a coach after this year. If you had to pick one or if you could think of more than one, which schools in the SEC do you think outside of Ole Miss are going to be looking for a coach next season? Tennessee, without a doubt. Butch Jones, is, he's a dead man walking. If I'm Tennessee, I don't see, you know, Losing forty-one to nothing to Georgia, obviously the team is not all there. It's almost like a uh, runs a lot of Gene Chizik there his last year, and sometimes you just got to. And before the bye week, I mean, it's obviously not. Butch Jones knows he's a damn man walking unless he miraculously turns around, which is not going to happen. Tennessee, Tennessee is a terrible team on both sides of the ball, so he's gone. Uh, someone's a hard one to pick, you know, because. They've done this every year. Start, you know, with one loss, you know, five and one, four and one, six and zero, oh, whatever. Then they play Alabama and they just get shellacked. Then they lose. Then they just go downhill. They finish eight and five. It's like that's been someone at A and M every single year. So if he does that again, which you have to think he will, then he's gone too. So Ole Miss, Tennessee, and uh, Texas A and M probably all three looking for a coach. And then Brett Bilma, Arkansas. They won't. I don't think they'll fire him. I mean, what? I mean, why isn't he going yet? What is this like year five? And he's won. He's been to two or three bowl games. I mean, went winless in the conference once and won one game another time. Maybe. I mean, so they ain't got rid of him yet. What's going to make him get rid of him? We'll go winless in the conference again. So I don't know. But I think three teams will: Ole Miss, Tennessee, and then we'll be looking for a coach. Arkansas's. I don't know. I mean, you would think Brad Bill would already be gone or be on the hot seat, but he's not really – you don't hear as much hot seat talk about Bill as you do Sumlin and Jones. You know what I mean? Yeah, it seems like Bielema would probably already be gone or would be on a really hot seat if it wasn't for Ole Miss. Uh, it's like every year Ole Miss saves them. Yeah. They're in trouble trying to find themselves, and then they end up beating Ole Miss. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that th- those are those are some some interesting candidates. I mean, I think if Butch Jones can somehow find a way to win seven, I think Tennessee will keep him. And you know, the thing that's that's interesting about this season is just the buyout situation. The Ole Miss really dodged a bullet with getting rid of Hugh Freeze with cause because they didn't know him anything. They have a full pocketbook. You got buyouts with Sumlin. You got buyouts with Orgeron. You got buyouts with Butch Jones. Brett Bielma, I mean, it's going to be expensive no matter what, where you're going to have to pay someone to not coach before you pay someone to replace that guy. 
Um, yeah, I, I, it, I don't see Orgeron. I don't see Orgeron going anywhere. Just because twelve million dollar buyout, they had to. It took an act of God basically for them to come up with the money to get Miles out. So why they gave him twelve million dollars, I don't know. But that's going to keep his job for at least another year. Uh, and I just don't see seven wins for Tennessee. I mean, I don't have the schedule pulled up. I guess we pull it, but I mean, I think I was looking at it the other day. I just don't see seven wins for them. They, I think they have to play LSU, which I mean, you never know about LSU, but Tennessee's been awful. I yeah, mean, they're just. I mean, well, yeah, well, they got to buy this week, and they have South Carolina at home. I, I mean, toss up game. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I mean, I think you give the edge to South Carolina. I mean, just because I think they're a better overall team because Tennessee is so bad. Then you go yeah. at Alabama. That, that's a loss. 100%. At, at Kentucky, probably a loss. a loss. Yeah. You play Southern, Southern Miss at home. I mean, maybe. Okay. They, barely, yeah. they barely beat UMass. Yeah, I mean, you um, would think so. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, but yeah, you count that as a win. You're still one and three over your next four. Then they got what they have to after that LSU. Um, they go at they go at Missouri. Who the hell knows? That's a, and then you yeah go, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you win that, then you have LSU at home, and then Vandy at home. Um, so right now, I, I mean, we just we gave them one win. two get two maybe three. I mean, you give them Southern Miss and. You can't give them can, I, mean, I, I wouldn't. I mean, Southern yeah. Southern Miss and maybe Missouri, but it's on the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say give Missouri because as far as terrible, Missouri has been just as bad. I mean, they're like lifeless too. So, I guess <laughs> yeah. just, out of pure, just out of pure athleticism, we'll give Tennessee two wins. But what are they sitting at now? Three and two? So, you're looking at five and seven. If Butch Jones goes five and seven, he's gone. He's going to have to win a couple of games that – He's honestly, he's really not supposed to win. You know what I mean? I mean he's gonna have to win some yeah. he's gonna have to be he has to beat South Carolina, Kentucky. Or South Carolina I mean, he's gotta be he's gotta be Vandy for sure. I mean, I don't know. I just don't see I just don't I don't know. I don't I mean, you, lose, win, you lose you lose Florida, Georgia, Bama and Vandy in the same year, there's no way you survive. Yeah, and Throw in Kentucky, which Kentucky is a much better team than Tennessee to me. I mean, I don't even think that's close, but, you know, yeah, I don't know. But I, I think Butch Jones is – he's so hard to figure out. I don't think he's a, a, a terrible coach. I just think he's uh, – they've lost a lot of games they were supposed to win because of his game management, and that's got people down on him. His players have lost confidence, and it's just kind of snowballed. But I think his game management is most problem number one. I mean, think about how many games they've lost since he's been there where he's just managed the end of the game, time management, just terrible. It didn't work out for him. It worked out every time for less miles. But for Butch Jones, the law average is caught up. You know what I mean? So I just think that's where yeah. where he's at. I don't think he's a terrible coach. I just think he's lost. When you lose the fan base, you lose your players, then – you know, it's just all downhill. I just, that's, 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 I think that's kind of what happened to Les Miles at LSU. Obviously, he's not a terrible coach. I mean, look what he did at LSU. So, I mean, I think, you know, Tennessee's problem is, I mean, they don't have a quarterback. I mean, their offense has just been completely just stagnant the last couple of weeks. I mean, you don't have a quarterback. And, I mean, they can't get anything going. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's painful to watch. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, last the week was Georgia. Hit. Yeah, 
lot of lot of injuries. The offense is bad, and then you just put up a goose egg against Georgia at home when you checkerboard the stadium. I mean, not a good look. Not a good look at all. No, I, I, I mean, I but, but what do I know? I mean, Ole Miss just lost by nine touchdowns to, to Alabama. Yeah, so but Alabama's Alabama's <laughs> like, you know, they're like playing on rookie on Madden or something, and you have like the Patriots. And you're playing the Browns. That's basically who Alabama is at this point. So, especially now that they yeah. have an off, you know, it used to be Alabama's offense would actually keep other teams in the game because they weren't explosive. You know, they would they would throw in some three and outs in there, and their quarterback couldn't push the ball down the field, and you could sack them. But now you got Jalen Hurts back there. They have like 18 running backs. They have athletes and wide receivers. So now to go along with the defense, now Saban, who hated the hurry up no huddle and never went shotgun. Now they work exclusively for shotgun and run the hurry up a lot of times. So it's like, great. Now just give Alabama a great offense to go with their great defense, and this is what you get. You get them winning 66-3 in the SEC. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was terrible. I watched every minute of it. I don't know why. Um, but, so, uh, but so this week, uh, Ole Miss travels to Auburn, um, 11 a.m. kick. Uh, for those that are traveling to the Plains, Jared, do you have any recommendations, food, bars, um, anything for the folks that might be coming in town? Well, it's a breakfast game, so 11 o'clock game. You don't really have time to hit the bar before. So uh, hitting the bar after, my go-to is Coyotes there in downtown. Uh, it's a bit more of a chill spot, I guess you'd say. Uh, I think everybody, most everybody that's been to Auburn or going to Auburn has heard of Sky Bar. Sky Bar is more of the uh, they got like you know three or four stages and bands and it it gets a little more rowdy you know towards the end it, towards the end of the night I guess but Coyote is a little more chill um, those are my two go to going out uh, spots as far as eating uh, I'm trying to think you know it's just there's so many places to eat and it's a matter if you want to sit down or if you want to you know grab a quick bite Little Italy pizza. Everybody loves that. That's a quick in and out place. Uh, Acre is a great sit down restaurant. I mean, uh, it's like you know a four star restaurant. It's great. It's really good. So if anybody's looking for dinner on Friday night before the game, I highly re- recommend Acre to anyone. Or looking for her to go somewhere Saturday night if they're staying over until Sunday morning. Uh, but probably need to get reservations uh, now if you want to go. But it's very good. So for me, I'm a big sandwich guy. I'm a big deli guy. And we actually did a Q&A with you guys, and they actually mentioned the same thing that I'm going to mention, and that's Mama Goldberg's. I think oh, that's yeah. probably – you can't, you, can't, you can't forget Mama G's. That's rookie mistake here. But, yeah, Mama Goldberg's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. yeah, quick sandwich, get you some chips, uh, maybe get, get you some of those nachos. Um, yeah, nachos, nachos, with, nachos with peppers. you got to get the nachos with peppers. So – and don't get don't yeah. get them to go. You got to eat the nachos there. You'll have you know soggy chips and hard cheese. Just trust me, eat the nachos. Get the nachos, sit down, eat them. Even if you're taking your sandwich, you go eat the nachos while you're walking. Well, you you did say that you can't go to the bar before an 11 a.m. kick. I think you're 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 challenging a lot of the Ole Miss fans. Well, with that's that one, true. So. You know, I'm thinking of like you know, oh, well, the students, uh, you know that. Or you know somebody. You, know, you can go to the bar before an 11 o'clock game. It's just about, you got to get in town early. You gotta want to get after. I think, me personally, <laughs> I'll get to the tailgate early. Yeah. I'll crack one there, but to trek all the way yeah, to the bar, 
back to the stadium. <laughs> that's you know, yeah, that's from a lot of me at that point. But that's just me. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say you're probably gonna have to create a bar of your own because I don't think any anywhere in Auburn's gonna, I don't think any bar's gonna be open before eleven o'clock. Uh, well, I think <laughs> a lot of them will open it. I think a lot of them will open at ten or ten thirty. But if you want to get started early, you're gonna have to. Uh, have, use your Yeti as your bar, and that's going to be your bar there. Set you up, a, set you up a little plastic table, and you know, go for it. All right. Well, um, I'm not going to pest you with a prediction. I mean, I think a lot of people uh, know what to expect this week. I think it's going to get out of hand real quick unless Ole yeah. Miss can conjure up uh, some 11 a.m. demons for Auburn. Maybe get them napping uh, for the first half, but I don't think that's going to work. So. Um, Jared, once again, we really appreciate you coming on. Thanks again. Um, but, yeah, until next year, hopefully it won't feel like two years again. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. And uh, good luck Saturday. Hopefully uh, everybody gets out uh, healthy. And uh, we'll talk to you later down the road. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. I'll talk to you all next time. All right. Well, uh, for Jared, I'm Zach. This has been Podcast Rebellion. Stay locked in on the site. We'll have a couple things going out before games. On Saturday, before kickoff, we'll have a film review. This will be up and some other things before uh, this weekend. So for Jared, I'm Zach. We are out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.